What's up, everybody? This is your host, Josh. And this is your host, Rail. Welcome to Econics Talks. This is our podcast, and we're going to be talking about different lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. Before we begin today's episode, I do want to invite everybody to join our Econics Network on Mighty Networks. The link can be found in the show notes as well as our bio on Instagram. This is a place for creative entrepreneurs to connect, link, collab, and do what you need to do to push your brand. So go ahead and link with us, and I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you on a daily basis. Now let's go ahead and get the show started. What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of Econics Talks. And we have a rare um, collab with me and Donnarell. Um, We're going to try to do more of these podcasts uh, because we definitely enjoy um, working with each other, but we just don't have as much time. So we're going to make it a point to actually do that. Um, So go ahead and say, what's up, Donnarell? What up? What up? What up? (laughs) So today's topic, we really wanted to just talk about um, something a little bit lighter. Well, actually, um, some of his stuff will be kind of funny. Some of it probably will not be as funny. Um, but we wanted to talk about some of the failures that um, that we've had in life and, you know, just different, you know, missteps and just things that we would do differently, you know, lessons that we've learned. Um, and we're just going to go from there. So um, as usual, it won't be long. We won't keep you all long. But we definitely want to give you guys some value. So um, I'll ask you this first, bro. Um, I'll start with, what do you want to start in college? A lot of things happen in college, but. It did. We can go there. That's fine. All right. So what is, okay, so I'll say this. What would you change if you could go back um, financially? Because oh, t- talk about your situation. If, as uh, Talk about that first. Um, like what you yeah, were doing, know, we're I working. Know. Yeah, yeah, I know we've talked about this before um, in some of our earlier episodes, but for those that do not know, you know, me and Josh, we went to Morehouse College. It was, you know, a private school. So financially, you know, unless you had some type of scholarship, you know, for most people, it was pretty rough because of the expense of school. So it was pretty relatively high compared to other schools because it was a private school. So me, Personally, I came in freshman year with a balance and, you know, pretty much throughout my whole duration, you know, my whole time there, I had a balance. So long story short, you know, had to do a lot of different things from, you know, networking, you know, talking to different people, going to financial aid, you know, every day. And if I could change anything from that perspective, I think it would would be just being more aware of my situation. Um, you know, taking a little more ownership, a little more control over my situation because my parents really, you know, did all of that as far as my, you know, my fast, uh, you know, my financial aid paperwork, all of that, as far as where the balance were, they really didn't, you know, give me, uh, an update as far as, you know, if I owe money or whatnot. So I didn't really know until I was approached by, you know, financial aid with a letter telling me that. You know, I would have to leave that first semester if I didn't have, you know, ten thousand plus dollars in a certain amount of time. So by the grace of God, you know, I was able to obtain that money just from, you know, 
reaching out to different programs. Um, there was one program, the trio program on campus that, you know, if you were a first generation, which I was on my mom's side, you could get uh, a grant or whatever. And then, you know, Morehouse Financial Aid, just from introducing myself and going there and, you know, talking to the administrators every, you know, every week, multiple times during the week, I eventually was able to get some help from them. So I would say my biggest lesson from there financially, just in college is, you know, just being aware of your situation and doing all that you can to make sure that that's not a problem because that does affect your, you know, your performance because it's just another thing that you have to stress and worry about. Other than that, in college, you know, personally, I think the, you know, one thing that I probably would have changed is I definitely would have probably uh, chose a different major, definitely, uh, in business. And these are things. I I say the same thing. You know, you probably, you know, this is something you really don't fit. You know, a lot of times you don't know what you want to do to get there. That Mm -hmm. plus, um, you know, I would have definitely, I probably wouldn't have got into a relationship my first year of college. You know, I think you need to spend as much time learning yourself as you can during that time and just focusing on school as much as you can and just trying to, you know, limit as many distractions as you can. What would you have majored in? Uh, Probably business, like business finance or something like that. Something involved with business. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I'm like, damn, like, I think I really chose the wrong major because I'm not using my major at all. I know if I think if I had to go back, you know, like knowing what I know now and knowing the skill sets that I have now that I didn't have in college, I probably would have gone to school for like graphic design or something like that. And that's like totally left field for what I went to school for. But I'm like, man, like, I wish I would have learned this in college, because if I would learned this in college, I'll be like a beast by now. Um, yeah, yeah, I probably would probably would have did that. And I was gonna say, I think a lot of people, you know, are played with that, just not knowing what exactly they want to do when they get there. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about college, like we definitely made a lot of missteps. I think, like I said, if I could go, if I could go back and, you know, change something, I probably would have invested in Bitcoin. Probably would have invested in Bitcoin. I would have did. You know, oh, Mm. we talking about investing and all. Yeah, see, and that opens up a whole nother door. I would have definitely, because I always had curiosity about the market and investing and stuff like that. I just never really acted upon it because I had other things going on that I was interested in as well. But definitely would have did more as far as putting money aside for it. You know, different stocks, learn about Amazon, learn about Bitcoin, learn about all these companies that are like, you know, billion dollars in market cap right now. So, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, mistakes, I think one of the one of the mistakes that I made or not say mistakes is one of the lessons that I learned was, uh, you know, not not believe in people when they show me who they are. And I'll break that concept down. So I'm a firm believer, like if somebody shows you who they are, believe them. So if they're late all the time, then they're late. If they're not dependable all the time, they're not dependable. If they show themselves to not be a trustworthy person, then they're just not trustworthy. Um, And you don't have to treat them any differently. But I, I think one of the mistakes that I made, you know, 
is just not not really believing what I'm seeing. You know, I, I've um, chosen some business partners, and you know, Donna Rell can attest to this, where I will have so much like blind faith in this person to to overcome or change, and you know, because because I see the potential in them. When in essence, you know, the business itself goes lacking and the business itself just, you know, it, it struggles because they're doing exactly what I thought they would do. Um, and, and I think that's one of the one of my problems, you know, trusting people and just really not not like giving myself an opportunity to make harder decisions and cutting business relationships off when they need to be. Um, I'll give you an example. And again, I won't say any names, but there was a partner, a business partner I had, and they were doing business with, um, with vehicles. And it was just one of those things where I saw a couple of things like they didn't really communicate to me as much as they should have. Um, they weren't as transparent as they should have, but yet and still like I'm trusting them to make the right decisions. Well, you know, long story short, in the end, like everything went to hell. And it was because I should have asserted myself much sooner than I did. Um, and it was only the only reason why I didn't was because uh, I, I didn't want to believe, you know, who they were because somebody else vouched for them. Um, so, and I think that's probably one of one of the mistakes or, or just lessons that, you know, I probably probably would you know be better off learning from in the future. And I think that I have is, you know, being very protective of who I let in and not being as as lenient, you know, uh, I would say those lessons have definitely taught me to be more, not say cerebral, but just more calculated um, when it when I go into choosing a business partner. Um, yeah, and I'll just leave it on, on that note. Uh, what about you, bro? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say I would definitely because I was involved in that venture as well. Um, you know, I'll definitely piggyback on that as far as, you know, somebody shows you certain characteristics about themselves. A lot of times we see the potential in people. So, you know, we want to see that potential come out. So we give them, you know, chance after chance. And, you know, mm -hmm. we, we keep doing that because we, we see how great they can be and we just keep hoping that, you know, that's going to come out. But, you know, Timing is everything. I mean, if they're not doing that right now, then it's just not the time. Um, yep. That's I the same. That's the same in relationships. <laughs> Dating sure. people for potential. For sure. You know, you can't, you can't do that, man. And, and you know, I've been a victim of that myself, just from just working with different people and collabing with different people on different things um, in business. And, you know, at the end of the day, they have to, want it as bad as you they have to be willing to put in the the same amount if not more uh effort as you um because if not you know it's just gonna feel like you know you're alone so in addition to that i would definitely say um in just life and you know i think some of my biggest mistakes have just come from not really looking not paying attention to the details um you know yeah you'll see, that's a good one you'll say you know you'll see a certain vision uh you know you'll set goals and you'll see uh you know something happen a certain 
you know, happening a certain way, but you may not, you know, pay attention to one specific detail that will just throw it all off. You know, you don't take an account for, you know, what if this will happen or what if this will happen? And then, you know, when those things run, you know, hit you, you know, at the lag, you know, out of, out of nowhere, it's like, you know, it can really mess up your morale and just your, your, your mentality and it can screw the whole thing up. So in that, you know, it can really come with experience, but I think as much as you can, you know, pay attention to details, um, you know, definitely heavily research whatever venture you're looking to do. Um, and, you know, get advice from, you know, others that are doing it, get real honest input and, and take it seriously. You know, um, a lot of times we like to think, you know, I don't know about everybody else, but me personally, you know, we think very highly of ourselves. So if we see, a per, you know, somebody doing something, you know, we think, you know, well, I can do that, too. If he can do it, I can do it. I, I surely can do that. Too. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, what's the difference between me and him? But you don't know what that person went through to get to that point. You don't know all the ins and outs uh, and everything that it took to get to where they are and how they're able to do it. They could be, you know, just making it look easy. Um, so, you know, you definitely want to know those details, um, understand what it takes you know, try to take a hands-on approach, get an idea of what is, what's going to happen and, you know, really have that so you can, you know, efficiently map out your plan and, you know, calculate your plan or if you should make this particular move or not. And, you know, be patient, you know, patience is a big thing, um, is a big thing that has hurt me, um, you know, just in life in general. So definitely it's hard to have, especially in this day and age where things are so convenient. Um, but patience is a, a big attribute to have in life, business, whatever. I think we get lost on, um, you know, when you talk about patience and we get so tied up in just having success now because, you know, you've heard this, people talk about this all the time, but um, you know, social media makes it seem like people blow up overnight when somebody yeah. like DC Young Fly, you know, like he started out on Vine, but little do we know, uh, pe- you know, people just may have thought he blew up on Instagram, but didn't realize like, you know, dude really started on Vine and he was, you know, I've been following DC Young Fly since I was in what college and he had little like no followers. He was still in Atlanta. I mean, there was one Vine video he made. He had got stabbed or his friend had got stabbed. He was all bloody. Um, you know, it's just little things like that that people forget. Like King Bad, she's another one. Um, Samarella, she's all these people who got, you know, famous off Vine. But, and then you see them now that they're on Wild and Out, they're doing this, they got, you know, shows. They, so it's just like, you really got, got to trust the process. And I think when it comes to um, most people that separates, you know, your average entrepreneurs or, you know, average people in life, period, from, you know, people who really make it successful is is consistency and i can say that you know that's probably one of the things that i struggle with the most because you know just like me and i'm pretty sure you you have moments where or you may have a month where you just like bruh i'm just not feeling this just not like trying to do this today you know i've had moments even with the podcast where i'm just like dude like i'm mentally drained from just creating like i'm i'm worn out from the creative creative space 
and you just need a break. So just, you know, that's probably one of the things that I could say, like, like, man, like if I could do better, um, just be more patient. So that way I have enough time to enjoy, enjoy the journey. Really? Absolutely. Um, cause at the end of the day, you know, you just got to kind of like engulf yourself into it. Um, you really do. And before you know it, I mean, you know, you're at a place, you know, where, dang, okay, I got this goal. I actually accomplished this goal. You know, I'm a hundred plus episodes in, or, you know, we have this many subscribers, this many uh, followers. You just really, a lot of times you, you know, I've heard time and time again, I've heard people uh, preach to just enjoy the process of, of becoming great. And you really do it because it, it, it is a process, it's not something that's going to happen overnight or, you know, you know, it's just, it's just not going to happen. I mean, you have those rare cases, but it, it's not very common. So, yeah, consistency is something that will really it does separate greats because what it does is it, it determines, you know, who can do it over and over again. You know, we look at, let's look at basketball, for example. You know, you see the average, I mean, what's the average career or the average, you know, career? What, in basketball? Player? Yeah, let's see. Like two, three years? So the average, you know, let's see, average career, two, three years, okay. Or even the NFL, that's the, you know, like three years. So think about great players like, you know, let's go NBA. Think about Kobe, LeBron, Michael Jordan, or even, you know, your Ray Allen's of the world. Think about how they managed to, to, to perform at a high level for so long. And that was just, and their, and their scene is great, not only because of their accomplishments, but because of the consistency of those accomplishments them doing it time and time again, again, because you have great players, you know, but I think that's what separates the, you know, Penny Hardaway's of the world. No, not to him from the Kobe Bryant's of the world. Penny was a great player, but he's not in that class of Kobe Bryant, LeBron, Michael, whoever. Yeah, no, he's definitely not in that, that class. Um, I was I was on Instagram the other day and I uh, was on actually Ray Allen's one of his uh, Instagram stories got posted and he was actually taking his kids through some drills and they were free throw drills. And what he was saying was every time, you know, they missed a free throw or um, how was the drill set up? They had to make seven out of 10 and they had to make 70 percent. And if they made 70 percent, they were good. But if they didn't make 70 percent at the free throw line there will be consequences and those consequences would be like runs or some type of physical exercise. And so, you know, the purpose of the drill was you want to be as uncomfortable as possible while you're practicing, because when it's time to get in the game, then you're able to perform because you've already um, recreated those conditions. You've already been used to those conditions and nothing <clears throat> excuse me, nothing can truly um, recreate pressure, real pressure, but there are situations where you can train as much as you can for that pressure. And I think that, you know, when you look at entrepreneurship and, you know, different things like that, 
you're able to see if you put yourself in very uncomfortable positions and situations, then when it's really time to perform or when you have real life pressure situations, you're able to handle those with ease because you already understand what you're capable of. You know how you can maneuver. You know how to how to, you know, operate under pressure. So that way, you know, when it's when, when, when shit hits the fan, like you aren't stuck, you aren't freaking out. You have your your wits about you. Um, and the only way you can do that is literally by, by pushing yourself, you know, so when we talk about entrepreneurship and we just talk about being in life in general, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable with taking like steps out of your comfort zone and then being able to execute. So for example, um, I'm redoing some parts of the website right now, right? Well, guess what? I haven't built a website in a very long time. So guess what I'm going to have to do? I have to push myself to um, put hours in, um, probably a week or two just to make sure that the website is, you know, decent. And it's just little things like that, you know, like, like putting on the Econics event last month, you know, yeah, we put on the Econics event, but, uh, that's a lot of work and it made me very uncomfortable. But because I'm, I'm used to being uncomfortable, I was able to execute because, you know, we put that event on in, in, um, in less than a month. So we took about, you know, right at four weeks, but in, in about 30, 29 to 30 days, we put that event on. So when you look at things like that, when you're comfortable executing in very uncomfortable positions, then you're really like, you can really be lethal. And then too, you got to think of like, think of like the mental fortitude, like, and just, you almost have, I think you got to be a little off to consistently perform at a high level. Because here's the thing, think about human nature. Like when you, go on a roll and you, let's say you in the gym, you hitting like three shots in a row, three, four, five, like you on fire. You start, your mentality changes. Like you start thinking, you know, I'm the man, you know, and then once you start thinking you the man, that's when you miss that next shot. Like once you get too comfortable, that's when you, your performance starts to go, to go back to average. So with consistency, consistently performing at a high rate, you have to and you have to pretty much stay disciplined over a long period of time. You have to almost say to yourself, I haven't arrived yet over and over and over and and find a way to to have a chip on your shoulder over and over and over. again. That's different, man. Everybody can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, that that's that's not an easy task. People get comfortable. And, uh, you know, actually, Kobe talked about that. You know, he was talking about, um, you know, preparing for, you know, those game situations and act like you've been there before. You know, it's not, he was like, have you ever missed a game winner? And it's like, yeah, I missed plenty of game winners. So he said, so what's different about this game winner? You know, you, you make some, you miss some, you know, it's part, it's part of the game. It's part of, it's part of the process. You know, I talked, you know, listen, I talked to you, I wish. <laughs> listening to a um, Dame, Dame Lillard interview and he was talking about his rookie season and um, how I think it was his, no, it was his sophomore season, how he had kept asking for the ball and uh, during, you know, crunch time situations. And sure enough, you know, three games in a row, not in a row, but three times he was, he was in that situation. He kept asking for the ball to take the final shot. Well, he kept missing, but instead of that, letting that stop him, you know, that playoff game came and sure enough, you know, he hit it and he sent somebody home. 
but that's because he wasn't afraid of the moment. He was, he was okay with taking on the, the pressure and the negative feedback that would have come from missing a shot. But he was also able to handle the accolades that came with it as well. So it's just one of those things where, you know, that, that whole being uncomfortable piece is extremely important. Um, because like I say, if you don't push yourself past your limits, um, you, you won't grow, you know, and I, I was actually watched this, uh, this anime show called Black Clover. You know, what I'm talking about Donnarill. <laughs> yeah. And, um, the, uh, captain is always talking about surpass your limits. And that's one of the, you know, one of the things that I like about that show is just like, he's always talking about surpass your limits, surpass your limits. And think about this too, like, how does a team, how does a player, but especially a team like the Patriots, how do they get up every year? How do they, how do they reinvent themselves? How do they re-inspire themselves every year after they've been to the final, you know, to the Super Bowl time over and over and over and over and over and over again? Like, at some point, because it's human nature, things get, we get bored with things. How do they, re-inspire themselves every season to go back again and win. There has to be, you know, there's, there's definitely something special about that. The ability to be able to get yourself inspired every year to be great, every year to go to the championship, every year after you've done it so many times. Because most people be like, well, you know, I got, you know, five rings. I mean, I've had a great career. You know, but it's never enough for them. They're relentless, you know. So I think that's what, again, that consistency, what separates the great from the average. Because every other year, no, you know, you have a random team win the Super Bowl or whoever. But if you look over the course of 20 plus years, who's been there the most? The Patriots. That says a lot. So, you know, when you talk about that, you know, I always laugh at people when they hate on, you know, Tom Brady or they'll hate on like Kobe. They hate on Jordan. And I'm like, I, I don't I mean, I, they hate on like, you know, the Gold State Warriors. That's a that's a great example. And it's like yeah. people people hate winners. And, I you know, I love yeah. an underdog. I love an underdog. But what what what, what like blows me is like I'm not a Patriots fan um, at all. But I don't hate Tom Brady. I I respect a man. I respect greatness. And so at the end of the day, like you can do nothing but take your hat off and tip it to him because you know how hard it is to be 41 years old playing football. Like and even Kobe, Kobe retired at 38, you know, playing and, and going out the way he did, you know, after an Achilles tear and to be able to perform at such a high level, you know, it doesn't just it doesn't just go with sports. You look at people like um People like Steve Jobs, you know, who had to take, you know, no, 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 no. And then eventually he got to his yes. You know, you look at people like Morgan Freeman, who didn't get his first acting job. So he was gray haired. So when you look at all of these people, um, I think what separates them is, is their resolve and their ability to to be able to keep going when they hear no. Because at the end of the day, you know, when you see greatness, it's like, man, like, I really appreciate that. Because it's one thing to win a championship, but I guarantee you it's a lot harder to win it again and to win it again and to keep winning it over and over and over. Man, that's almost like insanity. 
It is. Like you got to <laughs> you got to be different, man. You got to have a your mindset is very different. And it's great, yeah. man, but it's great, you know, but it is different cuz most people cannot do that. Cuz it's not easy. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say I I aspire to that. I love that. But is it easy? Hell no, cuz I tried. I'm like, "Dang, man, these guys you know, these people have really mastered themselves, their mind. You know, they really gained uh, control over, you know, themselves to be able to do that, to be able to hit the reset button so many times after so many accomplishments. Um, Because it's easy to hang it up, man. It's easy to leave when you're, you know, when you got the hot hand or when you made a little money, you know, it's, it's easy. Especially when you're making a boatload at that, especially when you're making a boatload of money at that, you know, it's definitely something deeper there. So, um, Kobe just dropped an interview too. Um, and he was talking about, you know, when did he realize he was going to be able to be something special? About with, uh, value attainment. He, the, the long one, the long uh, interview he did. I, it was the, the guy that's insurance. Okay. Yeah, 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 him. I started to tag you. I saw that interview tonight. They were on. They were on Instagram Live doing that. What? Interview. Oh yeah, wow! I think they had like a. Con- I watched that whole. Yeah, I was watching it live when it came. Oh, that's out. what's I was up, like, man. That sh- I was like that Shaq comment gonna come back. I already yep. knew, and it sure did. And this was weeks ago. Yeah, this was yeah. like almost a month ago. And it's crazy, but he talked about how you know you have people who got to the league and then they got paid because that was their motivation. They just wanted to be get get paid and then you know, take care of their families. Then you have other people who really love the game, but don't want to sacrifice, you know, what it takes to be at that top level. So those are like your, you're probably like your all-stars, but then you got your superstars who have that extra gear that they can go into to be able to, you know, it's, it's not the money that they're there for. It's truly the love of the game. And then they have the sacrifice and the, the hard work plus the talent that goes together, which propels them to, to greatness. You know, then I, you know, I immediately thought about Sebastian Telfair. Um, and I'm not talking about him going to prison. This, um, like that just got announced like recently, but he was, um, in an interview and he was pretty much, he pretty much said he was on a breakfast club talking about how, you know, his goal wasn't to be the greatest basketball player alive. His goal was to take care of his family. And, you know, it was very evident that that was his goal mm. when you look at his career. And he's, he's, and I'm like, man, like, why would you work that hard just to get all of that money, just to get complacent? And, you know, but again, you never know what somebody's values are, but that was his value. And so you know, that's, that'll, that'll limit you, man. Cause <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> when you got cats like Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, you know, Vince Carter at the time, Allen Iverson, LeBron James. You got these type of cats in the league. It it got to be more than money, man. You're not going to laugh. I just, I don't see, you know, and it shows, man. I don't, you're not going to have that successful career if it's just about money. Because you are, at some point are going to have to dig deeper and get better. Because these guys not letting up at all. Right. Yeah, it's true. And then when you get, it's like when you face that level of competition, even in business, you know, when you face that entrepreneur who goes to sleep late, just like you, 
um, when you when you run into that entrepreneur who who gets up just as early as you, works as hard as you do, then what separates you? At the end of the day, it's your product. If y'all selling the same product, something has to separate you and make you better than that person. So you know, just like we talk a lot, we talking a lot about sports, but a lot of those analogies apply to real world situations. And, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, oh, yeah. what will separate your business? Yeah, it is. So like, what's going to separate your business from the next person's, you know, are you willing to put in that extra time to make sure that your customer service is like top notch? Are you going to put in that extra time to make sure that the content that you provide is extremely valuable? Or are you going on a broad spectrum instead of, you know, digging deeper, you know, so you going wide or you going long. And so it's just, it, it just, what type of person are you and how much time are you willing to put in? And, you know, I, honestly, like at the end of the day, y'all, man, the proof, the proof is in the pudding. And I like to look at, you know, results before I even, you know, look at working with somebody, you know, if somebody comes to the table and say, Hey, I, I've done this, 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 and this, but I don't see any results behind it. I don't see any, you know, any tangible results from their self-proclaimed accolades. And I'm, I, I'm not taking them serious. But then when I look at somebody else who says they can do X, Y, Z, but I also see the product behind it, I'm like, you know what? I want to be aligned with this person. And when you align yourself with people like that, that's when you start to elevate to another level as an entrepreneur, because now you have people that it's like, okay, now I see what it takes. Now I know what it takes to get to that next level. And I think about, I, I was, I remember this a few years ago. I, it's Will Smith. I was watching an interview. Um, I think I forgot. He, I think it was Tavis Smiley. Somebody he had an interview with. He pretty much just said, you have to be willing to die on a treadmill. And what Explain that means that. is, <laughs> so you got to be willing to die on a treadmill. That means that, let's say, I get on a treadmill and, you know, you get on a treadmill. We're side to side. We're competing. I'm not getting off this mug. I'm not getting off this motherfucker till I die. Like you gonna get off this motherfucker before me. And that's just the type of relentlessness and mentality you have to have in life. Like, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be defeated. You're gonna die before you be defeated. Period. And, you know, with that mentality, there's really nothing that can stand in your way. Because eventually, whatever obstacle you run to, run into, it's going to let up before you do. And that's just the way it works. I mean, in life period, I think those that don't quit are ultimately those that win. Because eventually you are going to break through. It's just a matter of, are you going to give up? Are you going to actually give up? Or, you know, are you going to actually break through? So... I just um, posted That's something about that, that the uh, resistance. I talked about resistance. Um, when you, so everybody has levels and then, you know, I'll make this last point and we can go and wrap it up, but everybody has levels, right? So once you get past a certain level, then it becomes easier to hit that level. I'll break it to you down. I'll break it down to you in lamest terms. There's this game called 2048, right? So the concept of the game is you have to connect squares and they double each time and you have to get 2048. So at the end, you have to connect um, 124 and 124 to get, you know, 2048. And it's extremely hard to do. It took me about, I would say, six, seven months to get 2048. But 
once I was able to do it one time, one time, I, I don't do it every time, but I was able to do it multiple times after that. Why? Because I knew what it took to get there. And that's just in a, a game format. So when you talk about life, everybody's going to reach some type of plateau or they're going to hit some type of ceiling. But then, you know, you're going to start feeling that ceiling hit you. And it's that resistance and resistance comes in all forms. Resistance can come in, you know, bad business moves, um, bad business decisions. It could come in health, um, not taking care of your body, um, all kind of ways. But um, when you're able to lock in and press against that resistance, something's got to give. Either it's going to be you or it's going to be that wall or it's going to be that ceiling. So one person is going to give the ceiling or you. And at the end of the day, if you make up in your mind that the ceiling is going to break and it's not you, then no matter what, eventually that ceiling will break and you will start. That will be your new floor. And then you got another level to go to. Same exact analogy an analogy, you know, I'm going down a treadmill. <laughs> and it's like nobody, you know, you're not going to. It's like I remember Marshawn Lynch. He uh, had an interview. This is one of my favorite interviews, too. He's like, <laughs> he said, you just got to hit a motherfucker in their face. And <laughs> you just got to do it. He was talking about football. He said, you just got to do it over and over and over. He said, not too many people going to be able to take that. And that's it's the true. same exact thing, you know, you know, whether it's an obstacle or if you're competing with somebody. It's just having that relentlessness, that consistency, and just that mentality that I'm not going to give up. You know, any any successful entrepreneur, business person that you talk to, they'll say the same thing. You know, they go through every emotion you go through. They just didn't quit because eventually you're going to figure it out, man. It's just science, you know. I don't know how to explain it scientifically, but that's what it is. So. That's the mentality you got to have. And, you know, when we talk about that mentality, I don't think people are born with that. I do think that that's something that is it's it's developed. And I want people to understand Kobe was not born like that. Michael Jordan was not born this way. You develop that type of mentality. You know, there's a reason why rookies miss shots. Yeah, it's a muscle. Your mind is a muscle, just like everything else. There's a reason why rookies make mistakes that veterans don't. There's a reason why Damian Lillard missed shots, uh, missed game winners. There's a reason why Kobe Bryant airballed three game, three um, three um, balls in a row, three shots in a row in the playoffs. And, and it's not the fact that his mentality wasn't there. He just wasn't strong enough to get there. He wasn't strong enough to do it at that time. So he then you look at too. he was like. <laughs> He was like, I think it was four too. He said he didn't really give a damn, but he was like, he, cause he knew what it was. It was conditioning. Right. He wasn't used to going playing that long and, right. you know, that deep in the playoffs and then having to shoot. He said it was like the shots were aligned perfectly. I just didn't have the leg strength to shoot those shots that, that late in the season, that late in the game. And, you know, when you look at that, it's like it's the same thing as, as entrepreneurship. It's the same thing as, as life, whatever you want to accomplish. At the end of the day, if you start to, like I was talking about earlier, pushing yourself and making yourself uncomfortable, that's when you start to hit those resistance levels. And then you're you're flexing that muscle. So now when it gets tired, you may you may run yourself into a lull 
But eventually when you come out, you operate at, at top speed for a lot longer than you did before. So on that note, guys, um, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Thank you guys for listening. And um, we're going to be doing more of this going forward. So check it out. Um, don't forget to join our, our group chat. Um, the link will be in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram, Econics, um, with an underscore at the end, E-C-O-N-I-X with an underscore at the end. And we're going to be doing a lot more, a lot more cool things. So thank you to everybody who came out to the Econics Talks event. And thank you for everybody who's continuing to support us and continuing to help us build our brand. So on that note, man, holla at y'all. Peace. Peace.